It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. season to return the first sunday of the nfl season is here and the excitement continues with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't miss offer to celebrate the return of the nfl season just bet one dollar on any football game this weekend and receive two hundred dollars in free bets instantly no matter what download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hello everyone, my name is Ryan Stacey and welcome to the Hockey Minds Podcast. This podcast is powered by Instat, the leader in video and data analysis. Instat Hockey supports all levels of our game worldwide with video breakdowns and or scouting services. For more information, you can visit Instat on the web at instatsport.com or on Twitter at Instat Hockey. Today, I'm joined by John Sherman, video coach at Boston University. Progressing through an unconventional path, John moved through the ranks fairly quickly, even spending time at the NHL level with the Washington Capitals and learning from some of the best video coaches in the industry. 
His story is both unique and insightful, so be sure to listen in on each and every word and stay tuned till the very end. With that, here's John Sherman, video coach with Boston University. Today on the podcast, we're joined by John Sherman, video coach with Boston University. John, thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely excited to have you on and learn more about the college game. But uh, people kind of get a quick look at your resume and they see a lot of other experiences, even some at the NHL level. So definitely a lot to go through here. But first and foremost, let's learn about you and kind of your personal background, touch on your upbringing, maybe playing sports in your early years and just give people some more context on you. Yeah, absolutely. So born and raised right outside Washington, D.C. and Maryland. I grew up a diehard Caps fan. So as we'll get to, it's a pretty cool to be able to work there. And yeah, played my whole life, starting at five years old, just never like the best player, just, you know, house house level hockey and, and then up and through my high school, my private school and did that through through uh, right through high school. And then just always playing and just my passion for the game grew, grew as a fan kind of and just diving in, you know, just as people do online resources, reading and learning as much as I can could. And then after that, I went off to college, Indiana University, poked around a little bit to see if I had any other interests, you know, what I want to do with my life and really nothing really grabbed my, grabbed my eye. So I started student coaching our, our club team in there and to kind of get experience. Well, if I can't, I'm not going to, obviously not going to be NHL or any sort of professional player at that point. So how can I continue on? How can I continue in the game and start a coach, see what that was like and, kind of head headed down kind of that road from there at starting at Indiana. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, like you said, people kind of have that interest in playing and uh, unfortunately most of us, myself included realize that, you know, the dream of playing in the NHL probably isn't in the cards. So you kind of have to, uh, you know, find a real job as they say, or see yeah. if there's a way to continue in the sport. And lucky enough, you were able to, like you mentioned there, just move into that next um, opportunity and kind of start on your journey and at Indiana. And, uh, you know, during your time there, you were able to do some video work as assistant video coach and video coach. Uh, maybe just talk about those positions and kind of the, the experience of the, uh, the entry level positions. Yeah, that was great. Really just, you know, Greg Benz was the, the first coach I had there my junior year and kind of just reached out and can I help? And he's like, yeah. And just, you know, pushing pucks and, and taking the video and we didn't do a ton, but just, you know, every now and then he'd ask for something, making some clips. He, he let me track some stats that I was curious about on my own kind of just, Hey, you, the time is yours. I need the help to push pucks and whatever else you want to do. That's, that's completely up to you. And that was my first real introduction to kind of a, I'd say like a, a more high level practice environment. You know, my school was not, wasn't really that. And, so getting a feel for what the drills look like, what the flow of practice looks like, what, what you're trying to get out of each week that way he kind of showed me all that as well as even though we were a club team, we were lucky to have some guys that had played BCHL, USHL, and, and they saw my interest and my, you know, passion for the game, my curiosity to grow up and were really willing as players to, to help me learn what, what those levels were like, what kind of what they had learned from their paths. And they, they brought that to the team as well. And so that was really take what I took away from that as well as, you know, again, my second year, I was able to run the D, which I don't know as if I always made the best decisions, but uh, it, it was definitely like an experience of, well, what's it like to be on the bench at any level? And that was a lot of fun, just the feel, feel for the game and and the decisions that those guys make on a, on a basis of who do you trust for certain situations, who's ready or who's feeling it that night, who's been playing well to throw out there and 
and and get the job done. And also, I think that really was my first uh, opportunity to realize, like, you know, owning my mistakes of like, wow, I threw out the wrong pair, like, and we let up a goal, and like, that's a hundred percent my on me, and and just owning up to the, the the coach and the guys, like, hey, that's that's my bad. I shouldn't have made that decision. And kind of learning that at the end of the day, we're all there competing to win, and nothing's personal, and it's all just you know, we're all you know, tempers get high and, and that was really where my big takeaways from that, uh, from that level. No, and it's, it sounds like a great experience. Yeah. And, you know, whenever you can get in a situation like that, where, uh, you, you have that responsibility and also the, the accountability to kind of realize like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I made the wrong decision here, mm-hmm. or how can I learn from this situation, whether it's, you know, a goal against, or even a goal for what did I do? Right. What, um, what led to the goal and, uh, you know, this curiosity, I think that kind of generates at the lower levels, uh, oftentimes will get you uh, entry into the next level and where you can really en- enact on some of these things. And one of the positions I'm really curious about is your transition to Waterloo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of read some articles, you, you see different posts about it uh, in the mm-hmm. past, just kind of how you made your way there. But for those who uh, don't know the story, maybe talk about exactly how you found your way in the USHL, and then just talk about the the role and maybe some focus on team services as well. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I know team service is a big part of it, especially for your entry level is that's a lot of times your foot in the door and a lot of things are gravy. It's, it's, Hey, we, we need someone with the video. We need someone with the team services and anything, your time is yours, what you want to make of it. And that was Waterloo. And I I was being, you know, mentored by the performance coach named Eric Hoffberg, my senior year of college, really great guy. Just again, he coached for a while and he had a lot of, he has a lot of clients in professional hockey and, he would help me kind of understand what it takes to be in that world and just, you know, apply to the Waterloo for that, you know, they needed someone and they were willing to, to bring me on. And again, it was that sort of thing is we need video, we need team services and everything else is yours. And they were great because, you know, not, no really big playing background, not a lot of, you know, nothing to my name. And they treated me as if I was, you know, someone of that in terms of like, Hey, this is what the expectations are. And we're going to, you know, mold you and it was, you know, it was like a hockey boot camp for myself. And I really had a great time there, learned so much about, you know, how to be a pro, you know, like just as, you know, just as they were teaching the players, I felt like I was right along with them learning how to be a pro myself on the, on the coaching side. And, and, you know, that staff over there is, as, you know, as thorough as it gets, they have every detail covered. And so from the team services side, I was really point on, on the bus schedules, hotels, and, and a portion of the meals, the uh, other assistant there, who's uh, Bryce Anderson, who is no longer there, was helped me out. You know, we, we shared some of those responsibilities. And that was, you know, even as the, you know, the entry level guy, I was in charge of that stuff. If there was a mistake, it, you know, it was my, it was all my domain. And, and that, you know, really brings anyone in those entry level roles, like a lot of responsibility because we all want the hockey responsibility, but that's not, you know, you we're not, we're not ready for that yet. So you know, making sure the buses are scheduled on time, ready to go. The guy's there, you know, you're double, triple checking to make sure he knows hotels beginning of the year are all booked out because you never know what else is going on that maybe they don't have those 20, whatever rooms ready for you. Meals, making sure breakfast is scheduled, pregame meals scheduled, making sure that's all at the right time and the right amount, because, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot on the line every single night. And, you know, those, it's those little details that add up to making you and the guys are, prepared, well-fed, the coaches don't have to worry about all these other things. They can really just focus on the game and whatever their core responsibilities are. So, and then at, 
at that level as well. You know, you might be doing some schooling stuff. You might be helping out with, you know, finding them places to live or making sure that all the housing situations are going smoothly, that the players are respectful of the, the, the houses and everything, everyone's happy because you don't want bad situations. So it is, it is a lot. I even, I even ended up helping a kid tutor a little bit for his ACTs. Like you really just, the team services role for me is there. You, you have those responsibilities that are, are written down, but at the end of the day, you're there to help and serve the players and coaches and make sure that they're everything that they need is met so that they can really be comfortable and ready to go for practicing games every single day. Yeah, great point. And I think team services a lot of times kind of gets overlooked, mm-hmm. not from the team setting, but from the outside looking in, you don't really think about those things. You just kind of assume that they mm-hmm. happen. And um, mm-hmm. oftentimes it is someone like yourself in that role. And I, I think just the amount of detail that goes into planning team services, it goes hand in hand with the video coaching role. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times that's why we see it kind of in that hybrid role, um, even mm-hmm. all the way up to the AHL uh, level in, in many cases. And uh, that attention to detail and kind of progressing in your career and learning new new skills along the way uh, mm-hmm. eventually caught the eye of people at the highest level. And your next position would be with your, uh, you know, your yeah. childhood team, the Washington Capitals. Mm-hmm. So walk us through the experience uh, with the Capitals and then maybe just kind of how you found yourself uh, in those shoes and being able yeah. to be a part of a, a great organization there in Washington. My plan was to go back to the USHL and I was in a, I was doing an internship that summer with the assistant GM in Washington, helping him with summer contract work, arbitration, certain things. And that's always something that's interested me. And, and, you know, it's like, if you can find a way to stay and never leave, you know, that's why, you know, give it a try. And they didn't have anything upstairs, but I'd saw online and been told that there was a, you know, a coaching staff assistant, third video assistant sort of internship down in the coaching room. And, and I applied for it and, you know, interviewed and, you know, impressed them enough with, what I'd done in Waterloo with the video, with my stats, with my, you know, organization and my, and, you know, my references and, and was able to land there as that third video guy where the primary role for that really was practice, filming practice and making sure that we had that video every day to watch it back. So we could, whether it was posting, you know, posting practice or, you know, just keeping up with how guys are progressing or coaches want to do meetings that was the primary focus of that role. And then it, again, it's a lot of the roles that I've had is, you know, as I, you know, begin my hockey career, it is, you know, there's these core responsibilities and it's are what you make of it. And I really am a big believer of uh, clearing the path for others above me. And, and so I, I have my interest, but at the end of the day, I'm going to really try and hone in on whatever you want to focus on. I'll take the rest. So you can focus on the more, the more pertinent part of your responsibility. So for the video coaches, that's, obviously video and getting that prepared game in day in day out. So I really took on a lot of stats work there, you know, making stats work and extra video work, like special teams, things that pretty, you know, you can cut up and get going. So I did a lot of stats there and, and they were great because they really wanted you to be a part of it. You know, there was no, I was in every meeting, listening to every conversation, really got to see how everything is made. And again, like you said, as a fan of that team, I hope, but of hockey, my whole life, seeing what, behind the behind the curtains of an NHL level is it was you know you learned a lot of what goes into the decisions every day of making a lineup you know preparing a practice you know systems everything all the conversations that go on it was really awesome and the two video coaches there at the time of Brett Leonhardt and Tim Ohashi were great about you know not only just you know trusting me in things but you know, wanting me to learn and grow and progress and, and challenging me for with new tasks or, 
or allowing me to build my own meetings and then just running through them with me to be like, okay, we like this, we don't like that, and allowing me to like lurk on top of, you know, some of my, you know, the, the mundane skills of just cutting up goals against, you know, like we grow and progress as a hockey person as well. And even at one point, you know, giving 30 seconds of a meeting in before the playoffs, my first year of, of, of some tendencies of the other team's defensemen on rushes. So like that was, you know, a little snippet of what, you know, I, I did there and, and just the, the habits, the preparation, the organization from both those teams of day and day out of what is expected to win is why, you know, U.S. Washington and Waterloo, if you look, you know, they just consistently win a lot of games every single year. And, and there's, you know, reason behind it because of how they operate behind the scenes. Yeah. Two organizations, which definitely pay attention to detail, but that NHL experience is invaluable, um, mm-hmm. you know, even especially at a, at a young age and, and mm-hmm. having, again, a situation where, uh, you know, responsibilities given to you and there's mm-hmm. an opportunity to uh, mm-hmm. kind of have your hand held to walk through it, but also yeah. that little bit of, okay, now it's time for you to kind of show what yeah. you have or have mm-hmm. an ex- opportunity to present in the playoffs. You know, these are uh, definitely situations not a lot of people are able to be put in, but uh, invaluable nonetheless. And mm-hmm. at the NHL level, as you kind of referenced there, the demand for video and analysis is mm-hmm. so high. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, everything has to be done uh, mm-hmm. just so and, and quickly. Mm-hmm maybe just touch on that, uh, that level of execution that's needed at the highest levels and mm-hmm. uh, maybe the adjustment uh, trying to keep up with things like that. Yeah, it's, it has to be right. You know, it has to be, it has to match what's expected and it's, it's thorough. You know, they're looking for, yeah, and consistent. They're looking for all that in terms of, you know, every, you're playing a new team maybe every, you know, every other night you want to make sure your staff is prepared as possible so that nothing gets missed in terms of what the other team looks like as well as you want to make sure your players are, are prepared as possible to, so that there's no like surprises like, Hey, the, they have, they have a guy that's a big hitter. That's just going to run you no matter what, like, you know, you know, not everyone watching as much hockey as the video guys. So not everyone might know about every new guy in the league, every player's tendency. So preparing those guys, cause you don't want someone getting their head taken off or, Hey, they're running this new fancy, you know, uh, ozone faceoff play. You know, being prepared for that because that that that's that could cost you the game or it could make a big difference. And and I think from you know what conversations I've had on like the, the the varying amount of video that is you know shown might might, but I, behind what the staffs are looking at is pretty similar in terms of the the amount of video and the amount of games and detail they want. You know, you you got to be you know if you write a note, they're looking. You know, I would be preparing notes on extra clips that say the last couple games didn't, didn't show the right four check looks that they're looking for. So when I go back and write those notes and find those clips, they better be, they have to be good ones. Otherwise you know, they're back to square one and someone has to repeat your work. And you really, that's the worst feeling in the world when someone has to repeat your work. So it's, it was a learning experience for sure. Cause you think maybe you think you have the right visual, but you haven't watched it that fourth, fifth, sixth time and, or however long it takes to get, get every detail. Like, Oh, that's why they're doing that. It's late in the game and they're, and they're back or, or, Oh, it's coming, it's coming off of a power play. And that's why they're sitting back because he was just jumping on the ice. It's it. You don't want to mislead your coaches because they don't want to mislead, you know, the players or anything like that. So it, the, again, what they did there in Washington was it's very, very detailed and thorough and uniform and that everyone's on the same page and, and that the video, it starts with the video coach and, you know, uh, Brett Leonhardt, the organization that he has there for his department that he's set up is, is amazing. And there's, you know, you're everyone's 
writing the same notes. Everyone's kind of clipping similar things so that you can look at, I, they, he could look at a note of a clip without even watching it and know exactly what's going to happen. And that's, that's the difference because then he can skim through a playlist and see what's there and maybe make those decisions if he doesn't have the time to watch all of them or not. You know, it's, it's, it, it was a, a great learning experience that I will, you know, bring with me forever. For sure. And again, unity and professionalism mm-hmm. is, is very evident there at that organization. And that's something we see a lot of times at the D1 level as well. And now you're in a situation going to Boston University as their video coach. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about this upcoming season and then the chance to work for an elite college program at BU. Yeah, I'm very excited. It's, you know, I haven't been, you know, definitely coming with a little bit more experience than my, my previous roles. There's definitely a little bit more trust there to start with what do you think we should do? And a lot of, you know, what I've learned, learned in Washington and kind of take with me here is, you know, the video department is, it's, it's all on you to kind of build out the organization. And that's not something that maybe a lot of the coaches will see, but if you know, whether you have one or two guys or you have some helpers, like it's up to the head video coach, whoever that is to structure how they want all the video organized, where they want all the folders to be all the, all the different file structures, depending on what system you're working. And that's been, great to become here and kind of set my set mine up and and be entrusted to do that and make sure that I can provide to the coaches as well as as the players the video they want it's different definitely some different requests in terms of you know maybe some more there'll be more players watching video down here because of their development and they're a little bit more curious or or you know the coaches be playing you know playing teams twice a weekend it's it's a lot of uh preparation instead of playing night and now it's a lot of preparation from practice and make sure those pre-scouts are good to go and then that quick turnaround of making sure the clips that are mentioned the game before are, are talked about i'm really you know definitely very excited to to learn from the, the staff that we have here about you know again learn some more about you know what i whatever i can pick up on in terms of the hockey side and bring whatever i can in terms of organization and structure of video so that that year to year now we're, we're building, we're building these, these systems so that we can easily go back and get the, the, the video we need. We we're all on the same page in terms of the, the terminology, like I talked about. So it's, it's seamless that any coach can jump on our, their computer and look through it and be like, okay, I know exactly where to find that clip or I know exactly where to find that, or I know exactly what's going on there because I just watched it. And then again, for myself, hopefully I can grow throughout the year and, you know, build those pre-scout meetings for them where they trust me. Hey, we know, we know Sherm has got it down pat and he can build the meeting and then we'll give it good to go. Maybe a couple adjustments here and there. So it's not, and then not only on the coaching level, but the players we have here, I'm really excited to work with them and learn from them because again, everywhere I go, you know, not having a ton of blank here. I love talking to the players and just seeing what they see. Cause that's not something I've really ever experienced at a high level of the, the quickness of maybe something makes sense to me in terms of, they should be able to get to a spot or make the play, but they can't in the, you know, being explained why or they can or cannot do that is something that, you know, you can't, it's hard to replicate if you're not on the ice. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people don't really think about as well. Just the the players and how much they uh, can teach you as well through that learning process. And hockey operations is definitely, there's a learning curve in any position, but video, especially just with the the technical side as well. And 
Uh, some people definitely go into hockey wanting to be video coaches, but some people kind of just organically find themselves in that situation. So I guess the next question for you is, was video coaching kind of the goal or something that was in the back of your mind of maybe this could be something I do in the future? Or is it something that just came based on opportunity and right place, right time? You know, I'd say starting out, you know, my heart was really set on on management, you know, before, you know, leaving college, like, oh, I love the roster construction, the the putting how the puzzle's built and, and again, starting washing that first job upstairs. And then, you know, that's first job in Waterloo being around the team is a real lot of fun, you know, being night in night out grind that team committee, you're all working towards the same goal. Like every day is something I really loved. And, and, you know, it's kind of a, got a long path ahead of me. I'm not really sure it'll take me kind of go with, I kind of been going with the best opportunities I can find. I think some management would be great as well one day, but it's, it's, I think everything, everything, every year I'm in coaching, it's like my supplemental playing career, you know, however long it takes it's a lot of fun job. I love the being around the team and, and learning and, and trying to provide more and, and, and add my own insights. And, and it was definitely not something that I knew anything about, honestly, really before, like I didn't, I knew that they were video coaches, but I didn't know really what it entailed. So it's been an interesting thing to learn. And, and then again, a lot of fun to be with the coaching staff and the players every day. And, and be around the locker room and and building that. See what the day and day of grind is of the NHL because that's not something something you hear about of any level. I mean, the USHL grind was 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 definitely you know definitely was a an eye opener for myself when I first started. You know, seventy games over over that amount of time and a lot of long bus trips and weekends. And then it yeah it was definitely not something I first thought of. But you know, every I kind of just have enjoyed it so far, and we'll kind of see where it goes from here in terms of those as those opportunities come about, I definitely enjoyed my time and my experiences in management as well have been really fascinating to see how, again, those puzzles built, how the analysis has evolved, how the evaluations are being done right now at different levels. No, a great point there. And I think anytime you can work in hockey, especially in hockey operations, it's, uh, you know, very fortunate to be in those positions and whether it's behind the bench or in a video coaching role or upstairs or, yeah, even scouting, you know, there's different avenues to kind of get involved in and still be involved in the team setting and the team process. And um, analysis is a key word that you kind of mentioned there. And, and the fact is with video coaches, a lot of times we're seeing analytics infused into the process and, and data tracking and all these things. So without maybe being too specific and not yeah. talking about the teams themselves, mm-hmm. um, how has the learning curve of analytics been for you? And is this something that you uh, you focus on more now that you've been in it a little while, or is this something you look to implement uh, from the beginning? It was definitely something you know, like I like I said, even in Indiana, I was doing some stats to begin with, just simple scoring chance things, and and definitely I'm interested in because I think everything it's a it's a t- another tool in the toolbox, and the more effective I can we can be as a team at at evaluating and ensuring success. Like I am interested, and in, I think it's such a it's a new in the world and a new in sports and, you know, and newer in hockey. And, and I curious about what it all means and, and how to best apply. And it's a combination of interest. And again, like kind of grew a reliance and, you know, Waterloo, they, they were like, do what you want. Like, it's up to you. And so kind of giving that blank slate, starting, you know, making my own, presenting to the coaches, here's what, how I would define a scoring chance system and tracking that throughout the year. And then here are things I think we should be, you know, adding game in, game out, maybe looking at past success and where those are coming from and, and tracking that and see if it has any relation to our winning. 
with some, and then up in, you know, kind of moving on to Washington, like I said, like let them focus on video. I really took on a lot of the stats and, and some of those, you know, sites that they might use and being that, being that point guy. So that coaches, they want that information, but they don't have the time to really dig into the, the depth that some of these places, these sites have, or these resources have, as well as they don't have the time maybe to fully learn and understand the underlying of how these, how they're made and what's happening. So if I can be that conduit between them and hey i learned it i'll explain it here's here's quick couple sentences of what it means what it's telling us and you know let them use it as they see fit to to evaluate is something i definitely enjoy being able to kind of communicate and help everyone to kind of get on the same page and understand what the different metrics and different tools that are out there and and you know i'm actually getting at you my master's in business analytics as well as with the video coaching i think that's just for myself, even further understanding, like I see all these, you know, models where I think anyone on Twitter now sees someone, I have this model, that model. And, and, you know, I, I try to read those papers. I'm like, I don't, I can't understand any of it. And so now I'm trying to better understand how to build those models, what the, what that means and what kind of goes into them so that I can further, I think it, the more, you know, about what you're using, the better you're going to be at using it. And the better you, as it's only going to grow and continue to be important, the better I can be at at applying it and and again i think you know everyone whatever tools they can use to add is only going to make you more effective i mean i've already learned some things you know at school that i was like wow it would have saved me like in terms of like simple coding things of like sql like wow that would have saved me so much time like manually tracking this or putting this together that now i can do with a couple clicks of a button and so things like that if i saved myself their time now i can do other things that i'm interested in or help someone else out so that's definitely something that you know i have grown an interest in and i think it's just i think regardless of my interest i think it's they're all the tools i can get my hands on that are useful and how to apply them usefully is really what i'm kind of striving for so be as to help as much as i can whoever i'm kind of working for yeah and that's such a you know a great point there and that you want to just kind of be as useful in in mm-hmm. and bring as much to the table as you can and uh, I had a conversation with uh, a hockey operations executive at the NHL level, and he kind of said, if you're that person that uh, is maybe not perfect at anything, but able to help in all areas and, and kind of connect the dots uh, for different departments, you'll have a job for life. So I think that's a, a really good skill set to have and a great way to go about it. And and yeah, one thing I actually want to touch up on as well is I think some I think especially in anyone in a team role, you can kind of go you know do some manual tracking if you have the time and 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 do that throughout the season that's something that not everyone has the ability to do but you could go go to your coaches or i've gone to my hey i want to track our forecheck success so how how do you define a successful forecheck how does our team what does that mean for our team and now let's apply that and track it over five ten games and see how it correlates you know game in game out what can we work on who's on the ice so it's definitely being especially with the video coaching where you're clipping everything and depending on what software you have it you can really whether it's you know it doesn't have to be something you present every week but you can you know start to build it out yourself and 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 you know as you're watching the video track it and then present and here's what i found and and that's something that you know definitely i don't not everyone has the time to do but can definitely be add some value as well as learn something yourself in terms of what's successful for your team systems as well as what who's who's successful what definitely another layer that can be added with that video coaching role since you're 
diving into that video so much and breaking it down so so much yeah exactly and and with analytics i think uh, people who who kind of go into that area realize a lot of time unfortunately it is trial and error and and you kind of just have to try things out and, and see what works and then uh, kind of build on that and uh, when you look at video coaching analytics in, in these specific fields, uh, you know, in, in a situation, like you said, when you started off, it was kind of, you know, you can do whatever you want. It's kind of yours to to kind of mold and build into a position. And when you don't have the guidance, maybe sometimes you look for other avenues to learn, sure. whether it's resources, mm-hmm. uh, presentations, mm-hmm. books, all these different things that are out there. So mm-hmm. uh, for you personally, now in a position, having probably re- read a number of things, looked into a number of avenues, uh, do you have any um, sources that you would look to reference from and suggest to listeners i i love you know still love to just reach out to whoever will answer for advice anyone i enjoy their work public work just linkedin twitter however you can email them and just hey here's you know you have a question and me you know i think a lot of people are always willing to help and i've already done that you know even with my analytics stuff with some you know people just i'm still doing it just hey what can i here's what i have can you help guide me a little bit because I'm, I'm, I have all these big ideas or big thoughts and I need a little bit of a narrowing down of what's realistic or what would be effective. So that's a big one. I think, you know, the, yeah, the internet nowadays has so many articles of, you know, the uh, hockey graphs, I think for that more analytics side, the ton of interesting articles on there. And especially, you know, I view that else a ton of, you know, depth of especially are going there for some of these models and what they're trying to produce and what, what, what's going on. That's definitely one I'll, I'll check in on a lot and um, yeah, online wise, I think it's, you know, natural stat trick, you know, we've lost so many good ones to like, you know, the teams like general manager, but now we have cat friendly or I read the, the baseball book, the MVP machine. Um, that was a really, I like to, you know, maybe my summer's time off read non hockey things just to kind of like turn some ideas up and see what's out there. MVP machine was a very interesting one, just of the new ways baseball is evolving in the analytics and, and video as well and how they're, how they've applied video to better understand how to throw a pitch and like so what can we be doing that maybe in the on the hockey side um i think definitely i i, I honestly think my preference is to really reach out to whoever i can get my hands on for advice and and i you know take references they'll they'll have or you know they you know books that they'll have or, or articles i got i got reference an article the other day about uh uh process analyst analytics uh a, a talk that someone has given and I haven't, I haven't gotten to it yet, but, you know, picking people's brains on that end is definitely something I'll look for. And, and I get, I get, you know, I've had a lot of great roles where it's really been relying on my staff to learn from because it's, they have a ton of experience ahead of me and did not, you know, use them a lot. Yeah. And, and a lot of times those staff members and, and, and people that you are able to connect with, you know, they can offer a lot of information. And I think I'm the same way that I enjoy using resources, but definitely the, the interpersonal conversations are where I, I kind of do my best learning and create connections and, and kind of build it from there. And mentors are, is a key word, a buzzword used in, in hockey and in personal development. And I think at the NHL level, uh, all the way down to the lower junior levels, you know, there's mentors almost at every stage um, of your progression. So for you personally, maybe just, again, talk about some of those mentors who kind of helped point you in the right direction and just talk about some of the collective lessons that they oh. taught you along the way. Yeah, the, that's, oh God, we, we might be here. We might be here for a while. I and mean, it's, uh, I've had, I had so many along, along the way at this point, like I've already touched upon, uh, you know, Eric Hoffberg, 
you know, helping me kind of get my door places and understanding kind of the, his role in sports as well as what kind of what it looks like just, you know, from his experience of being part of a team. Um, uh, Noah Babin and Craig Carlisle were two guys I worked with out in San Diego who I would watch them run individual skill sessions every day and just learn how to teach the fundamentals. What does a good skater look like? What does a good stick can look like? Not something, you know, something we can all recognize the Patrick Canes, but can you explain it? Can you, can you like, you know, build it from the ground up? So that was, that was big. Uh, yeah. Uh, the whole Waterloo staff, PK O'Hanley, Shane Fukushima and Bryce Anderson, they all definitely taught me different things, you know, how to be a pro, you know, the de- like, you know, Shane Fukushima, his hockey IQ is off the charts and just, you know, watching him pick apart the video was impressive. The things that he would see and just being a, kind of just right next to him and, you know, learning, Oh, wow. How did he pick up on that? Or, you know, watching him, you know, find that thing to exploit and PK, how to build a great culture. What does it mean to be a pro? Like what, what is expected of everyone day in day out that consistency, how to, you know, he, you know, he could spot, you know, a loss coming before, you know, anyone, anyone else could he be like, he, he, we would be winning a couple of games in a row and he, he could, you know, tell that things were not turning, turning well. And even though we were winning and then sure enough, they wouldn't. And I was like, how does, how did he do that? And so I was great. And then Washington again, uh, I know you had Reed, Reed Cashman on here the other day. He was someone, you know, always was willing to, Hey, you know, cash, you, you said this in a meeting, what can you explain that to me for that? I didn't get that. Or, Hey, well, I saw this clip. Did you like this from him or not? You know, they spend long hours, but willingness to, to do that again. And like I said, with the video staff there with Brett and Tim, they were in the same way, just willing to take me under my wing and, and really dive into the video with me and help me grow in terms of seeing what they're seeing. And well, let me try things out and see what they like and don't like, as well as rely on me to, to bring things in. And then also Scott Arneal, uh, who's, you know, in Washington as well. He, you know, allowed me to kind of help him break down the PK a little bit my second year. And that was a lot of fun because he, you know, let me just kind of say, hey, who, you know, going through chances, like what should have happened? And I would give him my thoughts and, you know, he would agree or disagree and then go back and forth with that, you know, allowed me to flex that muscle as well. Like, oh, oh boy, he's expecting something from me tomorrow. That's, you know, some good analysis of what had happened on the penalty kill the night before. So I better be prepared and, you know, understood and have some good reasons for why I said what I said or, or, you know, gave a positive or a negative clip to a certain player or not. So those were, you know, definitely people along the way. And I'm, I'm sure the BU staff is going to be the same way as we get going here in terms of teaching me. And I mean, there's so many more people that I've, you know, connected with along the way that have been a resource to me uh, for questions. You know, AJ Taze was someone who's an amateur scout when I was in, uh, for Washington. And when I was in Waterloo, I was always willing to just take my call and just, Hey, I watched this guy play in Sioux Falls and here's what I liked about him. And Okay, I like that. I don't like that. And just so many people along the way that have already, you know, helped me get to where I am today in terms of grow and allow me to listen in and learn from them as well as use them as a sounding board as I'm trying to work through things myself. I know that was a lot of names and a lot of uh, people. No, listen, we, we love the name drops, but I mean, there, there's so many, uh, you know, great hockey minds and, and even better people that you mentioned in that list. Uh, again, every step of the way, willing to give you responsibility, willing to um, bring you into their conversations, but let you kind of sit in in meetings and all that goes a long way in, in kind of building your own development and, and building into the, uh, you know, the overall skill set that you now possess. And 
today you're in BU in a comfortable yeah. position as a video coach and mm-hmm. uh, definitely a lot of experience behind, behind you. And uh, I'm sure you are now in a position where you're getting people maybe reaching out to you every now and then and asking yeah. questions and then looking for advice. So mm-hmm. as a final question on the podcast, which we asked everyone, if you could go back in time to yourself when you were just getting started or maybe talking to people who have been reaching out to you, what's one piece of advice that you would give them in hopes that they would be successful in your field? I would say, you know, make the most of, of your situation wherever you are, whether that's you're in college and you, you know, you're studying, but you want to get into hockey, you know, start, start journaling, start logging, start a Twitter account, you know, whatever, just, you know, show, even if it's public or private, doesn't matter. Just start showing proof that you're doing something. Maybe that's whatever you can within your means and your time, you know, whether that's, you know, writing blogs or maybe you're just, you know, screen grabbing film and making little clips, whatever interests you. So that way, you know, you try that first job, you say, Hey, I already have, you know, I've done this for a little bit on my own. What do you think? And now you have proof of concept a little bit. So that's that I've never, never hurt always reach out to people for advice you know you never i've had so many random you know linkedin dms people willing to like you know answer and talk to me for you know even if it's an hour me you know it's a one-time thing or it's it's you know a connection that lasts a while you never know who's going to uh be prepared it's it's yeah get your you know uh, everyone's always looking for help you know whatever you you have the means to help out with you know teams are always looking for as you know as you said you you know, did some remote work in Sarnia. It's that, that you never know who what might be willing to like, you know, take you on and let you do some work. And don't, you know, as they, as so that would be kind of my advice is just really just whatever you're in your current situation, you have the ability to work in hockey wise, you know, spend your extra time, you know, start to do that. And it can be public, it can be private. It's kind of your personal decision. It can be as simple as, you know, tweeting. I mean, I think tweeting about games, giving your thoughts, you know, at least someone can see what you think. And gives you if you don't have that, maybe that playing career or that resume behind you, like I did, it's, it's, you have to start, you have to start somewhere and it, there's no, there's no level too, too low or no, you know, there's doesn't matter the league. You can always learn, learn something. And, and you kind of never know what, where that might, the doors that might open. And, you know, even if it's not the role you want, if it's a start, just, you know, jump in there and, and, and do what you can. I know, I think, Dallas has a video guy who started as in the business office in the OHL yeah. or something. Yeah. Matt, yeah. Matt was actually, yeah, is actually an upcoming guest on the podcast as well. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So I mean, hearing stories like that, like you never know, okay, maybe I'm going to take this job in, in a different department, but I'll just, you know, reach out, Hey, do you need any help? And then you never know where that might take you. So it's, you know, really just those, you just got to put your head down and work and, and, and you know, use all the time you can, whether it's your responsibilities or additional things. And so that would probably be kind of what I would re- reach out to someone looking at. Because I know it, sometimes it can be tough when maybe all the jobs aren't posted on, you know, shoot off emails, you know, hey, is any, are you interested? Are you have any openings? You know, it never hurts. And no one should take it personally that you're just looking if there is work or, you know, or for advice. So that would kind of be what, you know, what I'd say. No, that's, that's really good advice there for people. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, just so many people you're, you're seeing just creating these public sources and then getting kind of shut down at the last yeah. minute and brought to the NHL. So yeah. it can kind of go, uh, you know, you make that NHL jump or make that progression in, in any direction, just from, like you said, starting somewhere and kind of working from there. So 
Uh, John, with that, I want to thank you again for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, quick question for you if we have yeah, have yeah, time. Is, for sure. Is there anything that you're most excited for for your role this year that you're kind of looking forward to to working on or responsibilities that you were given or like we talked about, like additional things that you're thinking of adding that you might that you're kind of for your season this year? Yeah, I think really just uh, getting back in that team setting. I think with the pandemic, it was kind of tough being away from that uh, yeah. that day to day process and, and kind of with the, the video being a new aspect for me, just, mm-hmm. uh, kind of learning how maybe the coaching mm-hmm. staff likes to use the video on a daily basis, uh, mm-hmm. what kind of things they're really interested in and, mm-hmm. and how it varies from what, you know, I would see as important and, and kind of feeding yeah. off of that. So mm-hmm. I, I think just, again, being in that, that daily routine of, of providing video and, and talking hockey and breaking down video and, Mm-hmm. being around the team is something I'm excited for. And mm-hmm. uh, definitely, you know, it's definitely going to be look different in six months time from now. And I like to yeah. think I'm going to be better at that point, but it's something that I'm just excited to get into and get started. Yeah. A hundred percent. It all, it all just comes, it all just comes with time. And yeah, that's, it's an exciting opportunity for you. And yeah, you, you'll really get a set out with it quick because like you said, it's a lot of video will, you'll, you'll have to do. So you, you just get good pretty quickly there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So uh, again, John, I just want to thank you for joining me on the podcast. I really enjoyed the conversation and always love talking with video coaches. And uh, I know you're starting a new role here. So hopefully things continue to go uh, in the right direction for you. And I wish you all the best here moving forward. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate I always appreciate, you know, know, sharing my path. I know it's a little bit untraditional. And for people out there who are also, you know, not not there yet, but hopefully, you know, show people that, how you know from outside of hockey that you can we can find our way into working in this and and kind of be here for for a while and yeah i'm very excited to get started here for you it's a great great opportunity great facility and a great staff and really decided to kind of start playing some games here and you know utilizing all this kind of excited to hopefully have fans back and pack the place out yeah yeah it's uh it's definitely exciting and it's right around the corner so again thank you for your time and all the best yeah you, you as well One thing that fans within the game, hockey minds, and players can agree upon is that when done responsibly, there's nothing better at the end of the day than a cold beer that you enjoy for both its taste and its aroma. And this segment of the Hockey Minds podcast is brought to you by Kitty Vitty Brewery. You can visit their tap room now open seven days a week and their new retail location in St. John's, Newfoundland at 16 Harborview Avenue. If you're one of those people who are maybe looking for some more entertainment, somewhere to sit with friends, you can definitely check out their original location in Kitty Vitty, Newfoundland. Join the Kitty Vitty Craft Club at kittyvittybrewery.ca and give them a follow on social media to keep up to date on the latest brew news. If you're not from Newfoundland and not from the East Coast and you want to get involved, definitely follow them on social media and learn more about their beer, which is great for a casual beer drinking fan and also the beer enthusiasts. And stay tuned because who knows, maybe they'll find their way to get their beer to a location near you. Check out Kitty Vitty Brewery today for more information on their beer, clothing, and all things Kitty Vitty Brewery. I'd like to thank John for coming on the podcast today and sharing his story with the listeners. His overall approach to the game is very relatable and his story shows that you too can make it in the game with hard work, a strong mindset, and the ability to learn from those around you. If you would like to get in touch with John to learn more about his experiences, I encourage you to reach out to him directly 
or you can contact the Hockey Minds Podcast at hockeymindspodcast at outlook.com and I can help make that connection for you. Next on the podcast, I'll be joined by Scott Masters, co-founder of LaCroix Hockey. With an immense amount of NHL experience as an analyst and a scout, this one has the makings of a fan-favorite episode, so be sure to listen in. Once again, thank you everyone for supporting the podcast, and be sure to give us your thoughts and opinions on the show, while also subscribing on your favorite platforms, whether it be a podcast platform or social media, so that you don't miss any future Hockey Minds content. As always, stay safe, and all the best. Thank you.